fix it. Our streams are crossed. Like, I'm going higher on my mic stand. Okay, I think you got it. Yeah, we're not we're not hitting anymore. Yeah, I'm going higher so I can talk normal down to the mic more and no nasal. All right, I feel like that's in a pretty good spot. Yeah, so we beat the sun this morning. I think we got up at 4.20, 4.30. Yeah, it was 4.33. That's Actually, the, it was 4 o'clock when I first went, hey. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever woke up at K&M. That was pretty awesome. That was cool. That place is so cool. Like I, Every time I go there, so we have a really cool stat. Have we, I don't think we've talked, we've talked about it just the other day, but so this marks the 13th time. Yes. That I've shot at K&M. This is my 10th time. So we've shot there quite a bit out of, I think I'm now at 90-something matches, two-day matches, or 80-something, but out of 90 matches, including one days, and like 50-something or 60-something two-day matches, you know, 13 of them were at K&M. And that was, a lot of it was last year. <laughs> yeah, we shot there four times last year, and one of the yeah. times was the AG Cup, so 90 stages at K&M last year, 90. Yep. So it was pretty cool, because we went to K&M, obviously, for the match, but there was more to this trip for us than just K&M. We stuck around on Monday and Tuesday, uh, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, and then part of this morning, we're, we're on the way out, and that was simply to film with MDT. We spent the week there doing some cool videos. Yeah, it was way cool. Um, cool of Shannon to open up the place. I mean, I know it wasn't free, so that's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's nice of it uh, for him. But we literally had the range to ourselves, and it was wild taking the, the uh, Kubotas and driving down range and looking at how small these targets are. You kept, like, every time we drove by a target, you're like, oh, my God, that's small. Oh, my God. Oh, really? We shot that? Um, we're we're going to have to post a photo of the, the water bottle on top of the truing bar targets from stage. It was off of the, the concrete pipes um, yep. to, the, to the right side of the Ford Ranger. So if you guys were there, we're going to we're gonna definitely find a way to post a picture of that. Maybe we'll just put that as the, the title. But um, driving downrange and seeing how, from the aerial view, you can see all the different... Um, the different uh, lanes that are cut and by the way there was two brand new lanes when we got there which is amazing about K&M every time we shoot there it feels slightly better than the last time or <laughs> way better than the last time so yeah. way cool there was multiple stages with panning where you're panning up these different shooting lanes that go into these cuts in the woods and you know anywhere from six to seven hundred yard lanes were just cleared out completely dude it was it was honestly one of the coolest experiences I've had at K&M when I went, oh, a new place to put bullies. <laughs> like those, the cut that goes off to the left with the bowling pin, was it bowling pins? Yeah, bowling pins that we shot. Then we get to the next range and there's a brand new kind of long range 800 yard cut going about 30 degrees or so off axis to where we would normally shoot up on the far right range. Man, it was just, it was just really cool to see a new perspective and be able to pan approximately, you know, 45-ish degrees, 30 to 40 degrees. Yeah, probably less than 45, right around yeah. 30 to 45. But not just that, um, panning, the, the way the wind comes through there, which is very minimal, um, it can get steered into those. So 
I wasn't super nervous about panning into those. I was just uncertain, we'll just say, because whenever there's, you know, moderate five to eight mile an hour winds that's being shielded by trees, that it's also being funneled down, you really want to round way down on your wind hold, but you're not exactly sure what the terrain's doing to it yet. So uh, the good thing is the Mirage was ripping both days at some point. So you could definitely yeah. see Mirage. Yeah, about half the, I would argue, half the stages we shot, you were shooting through more than average to very high levels of mirage which that's its own i mean it's its own skill you know and i was i think we we got a little bit fortunate in that one of the stages that, i didn't well you yeah you didn't get as fortunate <laughs> but um i'm going to say we got a little lucky and that on friday we had we've shot enough there to realize that the there are certain positions on the long range that seem to be affected by mirage so we we zeroed Trued quickly from six, eight, a thousand, you know, nine hundred. We did all the ranges we normally would in low mirage conditions early in the morning on Friday. Then we went out, trained, you know, checked what we wanted to check. But it was around what noon, one o'clock. Mm-hmm. The mirage was way up. We went back over towards the zero line and the long range area and quickly chronoed again like we would normally do, while also confirming our dope. So we're checking that our speed is the same as it was in the morning but also that our dope is the same on those very same targets, and it was not. Definitely not. Yeah, and history has told us that if you can do something that's repeatable, you should probably believe it, and that it's repeatable and demonstrable. You should trust that more often than not. So what we saw was you know, about a tenth low or so at 700 from what we would normally do, and that in and of itself is not really a huge deal, but it was one to two tenths at 700 that you're hitting low, so either at the bottom edge of the plate or off the bottom of the plate, on this one MOA plate, mm-hmm. and you went to 800, and I was two tenths low to almost three tenths low on that very same plate that we were hitting with the same dope earlier in the morning. I think people might be surprised to hear the word low. I 100% agree. Okay. I, we, we were talking um, to people at the match, and they were saying, wait, doesn't Mirage make you hit high? And I'm like, well, that depends. If you zeroed and trued out in that Mirage, and then you went you know, to less of it, and you're saying, I'm hitting high, even though there's not mirage, maybe there's less of it, but there's still mirage, and you might think they might be causal to your zero that you think you're hitting high when you really aren't. I think I've witnessed it go both ways. That's all I'm going to say. I, yes. I feel like, as a default, it makes my bullets impact lower than, than I expect if I'm shooting in mirage. So that's kind of what I default. Um, if I can't see, I'm going to add a tenth. I can't like if it's so miragey that I can't see where I hit or where I missed. Uh, I'm gonna add a tenth, but I I knew that it was affecting my bullet in that manner, and I still I only got a four out of ten on the, the that stage that we shot. But we shot it the very next day in about the same time, and um, yeah, I, I just it was worse mirage in the match than we shot, but it was pretty similar. So. Mm-hmm. You used what you learned. I tried to use what I learned uh, on train-up day, and it just didn't work out for me. I think you got an 8 out of 10, and I got a 4 out of 10, which, I mean, it ultimately cost me third place. It wouldn't have got me the win, but uh, it would definitely would have got me up into some hardware. Um, we, we finished in the top 10, which is pretty awesome at that place. Um, getting a trophy at K&M is very, very difficult. Like, you have to have perfection. Um, and congrats to, to, to Dan, Harriet, and... Um, Nathan Tongate, they they tied with mm-hmm. the same amount of points, but Dan got Nathan on the 
skill stage. Um, so Dan won the match. That's his second win there. Um, not twice at this specific match. He won the gap grind last year. So um, kudos to Dan for pulling it off twice uh, at that facility and uh, under those conditions. It was it was a tough match. I mean, targets were as normal um, for K&M these days. They were pretty small. The course of fire was straightforward. There's no real... There was no concern that you were going to really mess anything up or there wasn't anything that was too tricky. I mean, I think the craziest stage we already talked about uh, with Andy, which will probably be released sometime after this episode. Um, So we'll just let you guys listen to that. Yep. We had Andy Slade on, which is one of the things we got to do, you know, Tuesday after we were filming yesterday. We met up with Andy, who's having a stellar season. Yeah, Um, he's crushing it. Cool. Yeah, and, and getting to shoot with him was really interesting. Um, not in you know, not in a sense like oh, I'm learning all the things that I never knew I didn't learn. When I but what's unique is every shooter has their own style. They have their own method, and every once in a while, there's a shooter with a very noticeably different style or method. And Andy's at least in my book, when I see Andy shoot, his style is so textbook. It's classic. structured. Like, yeah, it's a very structural um, textbook style and method of shooting, square to the rifle drive it through your bag, drive it through the shot, rinse and repeat, nothing is rushed, nothing is hurried, it must be executed perfectly. I mean, I, I think of it a lot like you, but you've had some some nuanced techniques that you've developed, There's some of the gear you use a little different. He's very much simplistic and basic. It is able to execute the same types of shots that we use off of different bags with different equipment, and he just does it using you know fundamentals and very consistent follow-through. Yeah, he had a great match, too. I mean, the three of us finished in the top ten, so it was a pretty good weekend for MDT. And then we we hung out um, that Sunday night and uh, started recording at sunrise on, on Monday. And we were, we've been up, we've been getting up at 5 a.m., 4.30 a.m. for the last five, six straight days and going to shoot at K&M, which is pretty wild to say. That's awesome. Like, waking, it's been kind of a dream. It's been, it's been awesome. Wake yeah. up every day and go shoot at KM at sunrise. It is, there's a, I got one of the coolest pictures I've taken at KM, and it was the sun's coming up over the hills, or maybe it was setting because it comes from back. So it was setting, and as we're driving back through the PRS barricade, the, like I'll post that. It's just a really cool photo, but it's, you know, got the, like the pink sky at the tree level, blue sky above that, and the lights just kind of perfectly coming in while all the grass is green. And it's just got the logo dead center. Like, it's just, man, it's such a picturesque match and range to shoot. Uh, it doesn't feel picturesque at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon while you're sweating like crazy, but it is that. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, for everybody to see a bunch of the content that we recorded this week after Rhett gets a chance to edit it and spruce it up a little bit. I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, seeing it myself, and I'm also looking forward to people having the uh, learning opportunities from from what we put out i hope you guys really like it all because we we really worked hard and we were sweating and we were doing stuff we didn't want to do just kidding <laughs> <laughs> there's a, it's funny because there are some things that you know we're there and we're having fun and we want to do it but there is also a slightly different flavor on it when you okay yeah that was cool let's go do this and it's not just at your own pace it's no oh, it has to, to be this shot. exact variant okay I need you to redo that exact same thing, only this time just hold that position. 
Yeah, oh, and man. like in like true MDT fashion, where they plan and execute. Um, you know, we had multiple meetings about this throughout the course of the last couple months, and you know, there was three full eight and a half by eleven sheets of you know type ten font of of uh, things we wanted to record and, and what we were going to do. So it was uh, it wasn't like we were just you know at the range hanging out. It no, was, it was pretty structured, and I, I like things that way. It was it was good. It was a good plan. Yep, it was good work. Yeah, the match, uh, the match itself. You know, I was happy with my performance overall. I mean, you know, we, like you said, we all finished in the top ten. Uh, I was d- disappointed at the very end, and it's something that you know we don't like to talk about failures in the context of it being a failure. Uh, but I finally hit my breaking point with respect to changing a process. So that's going to so. happen. Yeah, yeah this is <laughs> this is going to happen. I mean, we both talked about it. This is something that we're we're making a change internally just about how we approach shots and how we approach our pre-stage routines and all of that to be even more accountable for everything that we do because ultimately uh, two shots were the difference between fourth place and ninth place Mm -hmm. and they happened completely preventable the last stage of the match two of the largest targets that we had shot all weekend both misses just due to oh no that's the oh click click impact 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 all the way rest through the stage you know, that's the part that, you know, it'll drive your gears, but you have to find your breaking point. And then your breaking point shouldn't take two consecutive days of that. It should just be a one-time thing. And in this case, it wasn't. So I found yeah. my good point. Yeah, I don't know if uh, if it was clear on that. So I guess since you brought it up, just say exactly what you have, okay, what happened so, or what you think happened. Yeah, just, so and then we'll move on from it. Ten, on Saturday, um, I had one stage where I did not have my dope written properly because I didn't check what I had noted. I didn't follow the exact procedure. Um, and I'm like, oh man, that cost me ultimately three points at minimum of two. And that said, K&M is a facility where you cannot drop points because you are shooting very static targets, very small targets, but perfection is expected. So I felt that that was going to be, that's my mistake for the weekend. Okay, no problem. Sunday, last day, last stage of the day, I simply wrote my dope out. It was correct put it on my turret it was correct i simply did not dial my turret back to the correct number and that simple i'm off two tenths enough to keep me on a large target which it was on a kyl rack hit the large target sent the small and i didn't really notice that it was a little high of center the second two targets miss over the top i thought it was a hood bouncing third shot smaller target on the kyl right in the same spot right over the top i'm like oh no that's not hood bouncing because I was very conscious of where I watched the reticle and how I drove the rifle on this after the first miss thinking that shouldn't have happened and then I just looked up and there it was staring me in the face down to clean the rest of them down to like a three inch plate at 500 yards four I think four or five yeah it's small but mm-hmm. that said so that error was the very last stage of the day. We are, I am 90 seconds from being done with the match mm-hmm. and taking fourth place. Yep. You didn't know it was fourth place, I, but yeah. I didn't, but I mean, that's where it but would still, have ended. But even need then, every we all know that every single shot matters more yep. than, more than every other shot. Every single one is as important or more than the next, than the last one. So in that case, like never let off the gas pedal act like you have another stage left to shoot even when you are on your last stage act like there's another stage what about your reshoot what about a shoot off what about whatever i mean and i didn't i didn't have that mode at that moment i was still ready to clean the stage 
but I was, I definitely, it was in a mindset of, all right, there's only one more. This is easy. This is straightforward, right? It's just a KYL rack from two positions. No problem. We'll clean this. And it bit me and cost me significantly. I liked how you said that. Act like you have another stage left to shoot because one of our squad mates, um, you know who you are because you're probably listening to this and I love you and I appreciate hanging out with you all weekend and uh, thanks for the, the gift. Uh, but he had come up with me, or come up to me two stages before the end, and he, he put his hand on my shoulder. He's like, "Man, uh, I really want to say thanks uh, for your help this weekend, and it was awesome shooting with you this weekend." And I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're not done shooting yet." <laughs> uh, I didn't want my mind to go to a place that would. Um, I didn't. I didn't want my mind to go to a place where the match was over and I started getting into that wind down relax mode you know what I'm saying yeah I know exactly what you're saying I don't think you were in that mode but that's worth pointing out because I did not want myself to get into that mode by saying hey there's only two stages left um, or there's no stages left I don't like either one of those modes I want to stay in the mode where okay I am in the zone and I'm going to stay in the zone yeah you know no I I agree and I, I found let's see one two three times I said oh yeah we've only got blank stages left three different times leading up to that point and if those words and at least for me those words being uttered oh yeah we've only got three stages left oh yeah was it two left and you're just looking for the end the fact that you're looking for the end of the match for me it now seems a little bit problematic because it's it's a sign that you're not thinking about the current you're thinking about the future and the future doesn't really matter it'll get here eventually just keep doing what you're doing and do it perfectly Right. And ultimately, you know, it is what it is. There's, there are things we can do about it. Not this is not the. It is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. No, no. There, it is what it is, and I have something to do about it. In this case, therefore, we're going to make some changes. And there's, it's good. It was honestly, it was a very good experience to have happen because it was still a strong finish against a great field. Uh, congrats to Ben Gossett on just destroying the PRS Bill Skill stage. I was. Yep fairly quick at 29 and a half you know bobbling a little here and there and he just ran i saw the video of his clean run in 26 5 26 4 3 i think it was absolutely oh yeah very awesome we got jippus telling us where to go Um, gps it was it was incredible run it was really cool to watch so yeah. Overall, it was a fun weekend. I mean, I feel like I had the opposite experience that you had on that last stage. I really, um, I had a high level of expectations and anticipation, knowing that I had to clean that stage to potentially make it into the top five. Uh, turns out, I tied for fourth place, and, and my skill stage time took me out of that, um, out of that, and left me in sixth place, which is fine. Um, but I was pretty happy with actually cleaning that last stage and you know it was uh it was a good feeling i love feeling i love finishing the last stage with a clean i like starting with a clean and finishing with a clean anything else happens in the middle of that you know i can deal with it um i say that i didn't make any mistakes that weekend i didn't really make any egregious mistakes um but i made a couple of small things that definitely cost me a little bit and um, you know, I'll just work on those. They um, there's opportunities for improvement every time you go to a match. But I feel overall, I feel really good about um, how I was shooting that weekend. Uh, most of the stages were either clean or drop one, and, and uh, I was I'm pretty happy with that. So um, I think that's the, all I had to say about the match. Unless you had other other stuff to say there. In terms of the match, no. 
Uh, filming was really, really cool. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the part that I thought was neat. And I, I guess maybe we can take it in this direction because there was a moment... Um, we want this one. Okay. To get your tracking. The... You guys had gone off to lunch, and we, so we had a video. We're going to have a video from MDT on the PRS skill stage, and uh, it'll be pretty cool. I don't know how long that'll be before it's out, but there is going to be one uh, where I walk through a little bit about what I focus on and step through it. Then there's a live fire and also working with our teammate Andy uh, on his run and what he's doing on the skill stage to try to shave some time. So it'll be really cool. But the I spent a lot of time on that stage just for that one video you guys took off to go somewhere i forget where but we went to go buy a gun that's right yeah we had to go (laughs) buy that uh that ruger so when they purchased a weapon and i had about two and a half almost three hours tried to take a nap it lasted 10 minutes and i'm like all right no i can't do this we're all we're all good and i didn't have anything to do i'm sitting at k&m and i was as i was sitting in a chair just kind of sitting there drinking a dr pepper going i'm at k&m there's nobody else here and I can shoot anything on this property that's steel. What am I doing sitting here? Yeah. And I took my, I just quickly grabbed my rifle, grabbed my rear bag and said, I'm going to go down and run the skill stage. I spent another two and a half hours, just hour, maybe two hours, just doing reps on the skill stage. To the hottest part of the day. At the hottest part of the day, just working position to position, looking at my transitions. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Did that feel perfect? No. Okay, What? go slow and see what feels perfect. Just fleshing out the super fine details. And So a slow run was around 27 and a half seconds, and then a fast run was in like the 25 to 24 second range. And I was trying to figure out what was the difference consistently between a 24 and a 27 second run. How do you make those, how do you, fix that so that you're always running a 24, 25 second run. Now I'm not using this as an example for people to go, go learn how to do the skill stage in 24 seconds. This is an example of, I have nothing to prove when it comes to the skill stage, speed or precision wise. It's On the simply, contrary, you have everything to prove every time you do it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> I can, I can clean it in sub 30 seconds, nearly blindfolded. Even making, mis- even making mistakes. Like the one that we ran this weekend, I was making mistakes in terms of bag placement and how it settled. Yeah. And that was a 29 and a half second run, right. making some pretty egregious mistakes, in my opinion, the way it felt and looked on, on the stage. Um, and so my point being, I still used that time and I found this mode and this is, it came up in our podcast with Andy, so I'm not going to spoil it too much, but there's this, seems like there's a level where you need to be hungry to do more while also being happy that you're doing the right things and you're sort of happy with yourself and where you're at. And that level, that balance is something we're going to talk about in the episode with Andy, which, so I don't want to go into it in well, detail. let's just move on. So, but that said, I think stay tuned for that one because it ended up being a really cool discussion on that topic. But man, I found that sort of the inspiration to find yet another gear, even when you really don't want to be somewhere, you really don't want to work on something. I wanted to be there. I just didn't want to go out in the heat and I found it let's go out and train so yeah i think the point was like you it was was something you didn't have to do um but you you pushed yourself to work on it yep yep so short of that and now we're just driving back we're looking at all the cool stuff in tennessee Ooh, hoskins we're actually in kentucky oh are we yeah oh sweet (laughs) i did not know that that's all right i've been paying attention got all this cool stuff in kentucky they got Dollar Generals here. 
Uh, we haven't hit a Waffle House yet, but I see that in our future at some point. Yeah, because it's uh, 7.30. We might as well. I feel like two eggs over easy and a waffle sounds like a great plan at some point here. All right. Well, let's go grab it. I like it.